I'm a big fan of the Art of Product podcast as well as Sri Ashtoshi. So when he became a guest interview on the podcast, I was very excited. And I immediately learned about this idea called Apple Pie Positions. And I'll let him explain it. Shreyas, you have a Twitter thread that I loved about this thing you've said, referred to as Apple Pie Positions, which I think you defined as like, these are things that you might hear in a meeting or positions you might take that feel hard to criticize. Like they, they seem rational and good. And it's kind of like, why would anyone question this? But you were, you were pointing out that like, I think you were sounding a note of caution around these ideas. And I wanted to, to talk about a couple of them in particular and just kind of get your take on why maybe uh, you want to be careful about some of these things. So the, so the one that stood out to me was, we need to define the success metrics for whatever the topic being discussed at the moment is. Why is that uh, potentially a, an apple pie position? So an apple pie position is just like, it's like apple pie, right? Like it's just got to be good. And uh, my observation uh, over the years across many organizations has been that a lot of the damage uh, that organizations bring uh, onto themselves is rooted in people's desire to sound smart in meetings, right? And this likely more applies to larger organizations. It would be a very clear red flag if a company of 10 has this <laughs> has this phenomenon going on. Um, but uh, it's extremely common once you get to hundreds and certainly uh, get to thousands or tens of thousands. It's the dominant thing that's on people's minds. What ends up then happening is uh, that uh, you get this kind of competition, sort of tragedy of the commons type situation <laughs> where people will just gravitate towards uh, saying things uh, that will make them appear smarter and more competent than their peers. So that's the general observation and the manifestation of like, we need to define the success metrics for whatever is being discussed it is interesting because I've heard it so many times. And the way it plays out is, uh, let's say we have some process issue, right? Where like one team is working on something and the other team isn't aware, but they rely on the work of this this team. Uh, and so now we are discussing like, uh, you know, how do we solve this kind of process issue, this coordination issue? And let's say a proposal gets made, like, okay, from henceforth, uh, for these types of issues, we are going to like call a meeting and have a discussion and make sure there is buy-in, right? Now, if I wanted to appear smart, uh, and I've been quiet thus far, and I wanted to appear smart in this conversation, uh, I might just chime in with like, okay, all of that sounds great. Uh, I just want to make sure that uh, we are clear on the success metrics, because uh, we're adding this process and we need to ensure that it's for something and that we need to measure how useful or successful it is, right? When I say that, I put everybody else in a very awkward position, right? Because like they cannot push back on this position because asking for success metrics automatically elevates me. Uh, to a higher level, right? Like it, it, it makes me sound smarter. It makes makes me sound more thoughtful, more objective, more rigorous. So, how can you object to it? Well, the fact is that you cannot go about collecting success metrics or defining success metrics for everything you do, right? Like at some point, like yes, there are certain things where success metrics matter the most. 
But there are many other things we do where you use your instinct and you move on, right? And that's where an apple pie position like this can uh, derail the conversation, right? Where maybe there is an idea that is objectively a good idea that we reject because, I don't know, success metrics are harder uh, to define, or that we waste time now. We, we waste time in this kind of reporting, right? Like where, oh, yes, Bob, that is an amazing point. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We are going to track the uh, time we spend on these meetings and we're going to track the efficacy of these decisions that we make, blah, 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 right? And so now all of a sudden you've created an organizational debt, right? Uh, which again, in some cases may make sense, but in many cases doesn't make sense. Um, so that's, that's how a lot of this kind of... Um, plays out in, especially again, in larger organizations uh, that uh, uh, where organizations end up sort of getting in their own way uh, because of this tendency of people to want to sound smart in meetings. Huh. Do you think that's like the biggest contributor to like slowing down as an organization grows? I haven't thought about that. It's unlikely that that this is the biggest reason for uh, just slowing things down within an organization. Uh, I would say that it is it is one of the one of the challenges that it creates is that it um, it makes decisions less rigorous, right? So uh, so perhaps it's not so much about speed of execution as it impacts quality of decisions, right? Because Anytime you state an apple pie position and you kind of now factor that into the decision you make, you might have just made a suboptimal decision because of the apple pie position, right? For instance, it is perfectly fine, I think, to sometimes just use your instinct and just say, yes, I don't know if this is right or wrong. There's actually no way of knowing whether this is right or wrong or whether this is going to work. Uh, But here's the information we do have. And here are some hypotheses we have. And therefore, this is what we're going with for now, right? Uh, This kind of conversation is extremely uncommon (laughs) in larger organizations because Mm. the moment you say that, it's easy for somebody to attack you with an apple pie position. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's risky on your part. Apple pie positions are not risky. But to say, like, we're just going to go with my gut feeling on this and I might be wrong... Now you suddenly have, you know, the danger of being wrong and owning that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, certainty theater is a big issue, right? Like in, in especially in larger organizations, but also in smaller organizations. Increasingly, I'm seeing this kind of like uh, being sure that what we are doing is exactly right. Right. Like and kind of expressing to each other that like what we're doing is exactly the right choice. And again, we can mathematically prove it when the fact is that when it comes to product stuff, most of us have no idea how it's going to work out. Right. But but we 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 like to pretend that we have complete idea. And when something works, we can magically explain it with pure logic. Exactly. These were the decisions that I made or these are the contributions that I made that led to this success. And when something doesn't work, also, we can explain magically uh, and precisely how external factors exactly contributed or conspired in this case uh, to result in the suboptimal or uh, failure outcome for us. So this is a fantastic concept, especially if you've been the person trying to do something and someone comes at you with an apple pie position and completely kills your momentum. 
I've had it happen to me multiple times and I'm still dealing with it today. It reminds me a little bit of Sarah Cooper's viral article on 10 tricks to appear smart during meetings. And trick number three is encourage everyone to take a step back and say, what problem are we really trying to solve? And then you've bought yourself another hour of looking smart. I think people try to be data-driven in order to be scientific, but ultimately the sample sizes are very small and you can't really make a scientific conclusion anyway. And the best product innovations come out of intuition and understanding.